So, this is Stephen D. Mosley for Facts, Pains, and Rants, and this time I am with... Mrs. Mosley. Yes, Petrina Mosley, welcome to Facts, Opinions, and Rants. Excited to have you on this episode. We're going to actually interview you. So, stay tuned. Well, we are live for this first episode with Petrina Mosley. Okay, it's taped, but... In any event, President Donald Trump names pro-life leader to key foreign policy post, according to Life News. And that person is sitting here with me, Katrina Mosley. Welcome to Facts, Pains, and Rants. Thank you. I'm honored. Yes, you know, Sean Hannity was going to be my first guest <laughs> for his book. And, you know, I said, Sean, you know, I would love to have you on. You know, you're a good friend of mine. I've watched you for 20 years. But I'm going to interview someone a little bit more important than you. Hmm. I'm going to interview my wife, Katrina Mosley, for my first interview. Really? Yeah, and he said, you know, you know, let not your heart be troubled. The news continues. And I was like, thanks, Sean. I'm sure he did. <laughs> so, Trina, tell us about the new role and tell us what do you guys do at USAID? So, USAID is a government agency that uh, funds humanitarian missions. And also, we, we deal with matters of national security. So, we work a lot in partnership with the State Department, which Secretary Pompeo is over. So our aid serves a twofold purpose. Uh, one is for humanitarian purposes. You know, we want to be, like Ronald Reagan said, that, that city on a hill to other countries and other nations. Um, and, and what that means is shining the light of democracies, which a lot of that is founded in Christian principles. But it's, it's, it's shining the light of democracy that gives freedom to everyone. And a lot of times you have the opportunity to shine that light when um, countries are in need of help, and that may be uh, because of conflict and unrest in their country, or it may be because of uh, lack of natural resources, or it may be just a lack of governmental uh, systems that haven't been set up in their country, yet they're still developing. So we have an opportunity to come alongside them as uh, a global friend and ally to share with them uh, principles and experiences we've learned from democracy that has given us freedom. That's a little bit about what the agency does. Is it's, I will say that the more you're there in federal government, the more things become clear because it is a behemoth of an organization. It is massive and it's huge. And so I've only been there a month, so I'm probably giving you only the tip of the iceberg of what I've been able to experience Um but uh, what I will say, and I'll, I'll leave a little bit of this answer for your next questions, is that it's really good to be under um, the leadership of President Donald J. Trump and the leadership of Secretary Pompeo. And, of course, for our agency right now is Acting Administrator John Barsa, who, who's been amazing and has really stepped up in Mark Green's departure, the former uh, administrator. So it's, it's been great to work with people that... I believe in and are um, the right people for the right time right now in our country to be leading. So, yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Speaking of that, how can we uh, be praying for you and your colleagues as you do this great work? So um, one of the the key issues that I've been assigned to work on is uh, international religious freedom. And there's a lot of people uh, working in that role on that issue throughout the agency but the, the reason why this is um, a specific role right now for myself and, and others is that uh, this is a priority for the United States. And um, 
a priority for uh, from I should say Secretary Pompeo at the State Department, which has come down from President Trump, um, and can be seen in the recent executive order on advancing international religious freedom. So, I mean, that's how you can be praying for us. I mean, this is this is an inherent right. It's an unalienable right that comes to us by God. Um, that cannot be taken away by man. And it's the right to freely worship or to not worship as you choose without threat or coercion. And so uh, being a country that has benefited and flourished from religious freedom, we want to see the same happen in other countries. And it's not just so much a, oh, you know, this is a fuzzy feeling we've gotten in our heart. This is something that, that, that is a national security concern as well, that when, when one human right is abused, when you see the abuse of um, governments on religious minorities or religious communities, any type of abuse of, of one human right usually will follow into other abuses of other human rights. And not saying that here in America we got all of our acts together when it, come, when it comes to human rights. That's a discussion for another day. But um, championing religious freedom is a key inherent and alienable right that has proven itself to, um, to be a pillar for stabilizing countries, preventing violence, promoting peace, and just overall well-being of, of human beings. So we, um, we are very, very happy to have this, this order, this priority from this administration and um, I'm just really privileged and blessed and humbled to be a part of this opportunity right now um, for such a time as this, to champion this in America and around the world. And um, I couldn't can be more excited to be a part of this journey. That's awesome. Well, we're going to do what we do here, a quick shout-out session. So we'll have you come do the shout-out for us. Okay. And then we're going to come back and just kind of talk a little bit with you about, you know, things you've done before here and uh, how that's led to – um, just what you're doing now. And then, as you would say, have a little lighter part before ah, we close. Okay. And a shout-out port. Well, Trina, why don't you go ahead and do the shout-out portion Yay. for today's episode? <laughs> okay. Shout-out to my A1, my day one, Stephen Wilson, of 10 years but if I count dating years, which I know some people do, oh, <laughs> it'll be 12 years uh, since that day that you put your sweat on my face. And I said, who are you? Now that's truly a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, so um, definitely want to thank you for being such a supportive husband and being my best friend. I couldn't have asked for more. And um, ladies, if you're listening to this, if any single ladies listening to this, it is important to find a good man that's going to be on the same mission as you. Don't don't settle. Don't settle. Ten years in, I'm so glad I didn't settle. Okay? Um, secondly, I want to give a shout out to my church, Riverdale Baptist. They have been so supportive, and I can feel their prayers. Um, and I've, I've never been a part of such a... Um, organized Christian community that has been so supportive of the work that I'm doing and it, it really feels good to have your church back you and what you're doing so I want to say thank you so much to 
the Riverdale people for your prayers and your support coming up to me and just letting me know that you're praying for me or sending Stephen nice messages on Facebook because I got off of Facebook in 2016. You can connect the dots for yourself. Um, so I just want to say thank you for that. And let's see. Um, all of my, my good friends. D.C. is a is a big city, but it's a small city as well. So here in the D.C. metro area, I want to give a shout out to all of my, my great friends who have been with me since the day that we moved here. And um, even the friends, I will say, who don't live here, who are in Lynchburg, you know who you are. Uh, from Liberty, you, I work with you at Liberty, I sung with you, and you, you are still a part of my life, and is, and still a supporter and encourager, I want to say thank you, uh, I see you, you haven't been forgotten, and I want to say I appreciate you. Well, as we always say, all facts, opinions, and rants are definitely our own, and should not be given to Riverdale, or all the other people we've given shoutouts to today, so send the hate mail to me, the positive mail to them, and now let's get back to the show. All right, Treen. So let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Okay. Uh, talk a little bit about you, you, your journey of how you got here, um, just the stuff that you've been involved in. I know, obviously, uh, through Al Gore's amazing internet, I've seen all the positive and not so positive uh, uh, articles out there about you. We know you're a pro-life leader, um, but what were some of the other things you did as um, in, in your career that, that's led you here? Well, I can say that you've been along for the ride, <laughs> but um, I can say that I, I've definitely been um, really uh, honored to be fighting against the sexual exploitation movement um, in regards to pornography and combating sex trafficking. Uh, those are also, aside from the abortion industry, um, organized businesses that profit off of exploiting women. And I've, I've, I've had a really, um, some dark times, some good times in fighting in that arena because you really do see a lot of the ugliness of man's heart when it comes to pornography and sex trafficking. But when you hear some of the stories and testimonies of women who survived, who've come out of it, who are fighting for themselves, really, it's, it's really been... Um, amazing to see and stand alongside them so that's some of the other work that i've i've done that will probably not be mentioned it'll just be oh anti-abortion crazy radical blah 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 blah. um but the the other issue that i've been heavily involved in as well has been uncovering the eugenics movement which really brought me into the pro-life movement i'm i'm pro-life not just because of my faith um but I became active in it when I realized that this was an agenda against people of color, myself, African-Americans. Let's, let's be specific. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, African-Americans. Um, and when I really started to see how the dots were connected with big businesses and elites and population control mechanisms, um, it became personal. It became personal for me. So I did a lot of work and research and study on that. I... I really don't have time to go into all that on, on this interview, but my work on eugenics is out there. And people can really decide for themselves. I mean, everything is footnoted and cited. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to believe it. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of a, a brief a brief on the work that I've done. Man, now I got to really think. <laughs> well, you have been truly a leader of being a pro-life and pro-woman advocate. And... Uh... 
I as one who loves you. Uh, I'm so blessed and thankful for all the work you've done. Uh, you're a faithful follower of Jesus Christ, um, which is obvious by those who've met you and know you. Um, but as you always tell me, Stephen, in on a light note. So, yeah. Trina, what TV shows, what things are you watching, what things are you into? What's the lighter side that oh. many might not get from <laughs> reading the press releases? Um, okay. The Christians might not like me for this one, though. I don't know. Don't burn me. Um, but, you know, as a stress reliever, I enjoy some trash TV from time to time. Like, these reality shows, these housewives who, like, they have everything. They're dressed fancy, and they have the house, the money, the cars, and they're still complaining about stuff. Oh, you know, this. Sh- oh, she came to my birthday party, and she burped. Oh, you know, like, oh, she thinks she has a bigger house than me. Like, this is stupid stuff, you know? And it's... Like, I'm not religiously watching it, but, like, from time to time, it is a great stress reliever. So you put it on, on trash TV to, <laughs> to release from, from crazy stuff that you deal with in real you life. You know, sometimes, like, there's To deal just, with pandemic times, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, I think the best, I mean, everybody kind of got into this one. Um, it wasn't really, like, reality TV, but, like, Tiger King. I mean, if that was a reality <laughs> TV show, I would probably watch. I would probably watch that. I mean... Seven episodes just wasn't enough because it just kept going down and down and down. And it's, yeah, I, I'll probably be up for that. Like, we're doing reboots now. You're all, you're all for a Tiger King reboot. reboot. Yes. I, I hear you. you yes. know, life after lockup, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, you got to laugh. You got to live. And um, as, well, what, that, the, the thing is that I came to to realizing that I needed an outlet when one of my interns asked me, hey, you know, I see you're working on these really heavy subjects. Like, what do you do? Like, what are your hobbies? How do you stress relieve? And I had to think about it. This was like maybe maybe four or five years ago. I had to think about it. And I didn't have anything. So, you know, it's important to balance your life out with the pleasures of life and to make sure that what you do doesn't... Um, crowd out other things that need to be in your life there's a balance and um i'm really thankful that someone pointed that out to me so, right yeah have Cause, a balance because your job's not your life you know no. it's a part of your life it's 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 you know a huge part of your life but it's not who you are right you know, and your work doesn't determine your meaning no and, and and those lines can get really blurred when what you do involves a lot of your passions especially when it comes to passions that are rooted in your faith and those lines can quickly get blurred when all three of those factors are in the mix. But um, what what helps me stay balanced? If this is I feel like now this is becoming a how to how to have a work life balance episode. This is just a small caveat here. You guys get a little extra bonus. If if um, I could just speak to that real quickly is is having is really having a healthy prayer life because. God will show you things that you need to cut out. God will show you things that um, are making you unhealthy. Um, God will show you where you're stressed, where you're vulnerable, and where things need to change. But you you won't be able to hear all that or even pick up on what God may be telling you through other people, like that one intern, if you're not praying. And... I cannot stress this enough. You cannot, I don't know how you do any job, but specifically when it comes to public policy and just dealing with the the public sector, 
you cannot do it without prayer. If you're going to be a Christian in this field, you, prayer needs to be your best friend because it is your best weapon against the enemy and the attacks on your on your life and your family. Because he's not going to like the work that you're doing. Especially, like I'm going to point out like, like what I said before, especially if what you're doing has roots in your faith. So, um, I can't, yeah, stress, just, just stress that enough. Just make sure you have a healthy prayer life so that everything else in your life can be as healthy as possible. People get the best out of you. Your husband, wink, wink, gets the best out of you. Your friendships get the best out of you. And you're not spending 10 hours every day watching trash TV because the Holy Spirit's like, you don't need to be watching that. <laughs> that That's enough. You got your laugh. Now turn it off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, sweet thing, thank you for doing this interview today. And for all of our listeners, we look forward to seeing you next week on Facts, Pings, and Rants with Stephen D. Mosley.